Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me again here on the American Tennis Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. Wish I had better news for you today. Unfortunately, the American men did not do very well in the French Open. Had very high hopes for Francis Tiafo. He was seated at the major, made the quarterfinals of the Australian Open, and then unfortunately was sick for the French, so he lost first round. Honestly, that was the uh, <laughs> that was the result for most of the men, American men, that is, unfortunately. The women, however, are faring a little bit better. We had four women in the quarterfinals, or round of 16, rather, of the French Open, which is good. Um, Madison Keys is still in it, so we'll hope for her to fight well and uh, do us proud going forward for the Americans. For now, though, I'm going to bring on a friend. He was with us last week, Alec. He's going to break it down with us, talk about what went wrong, what happened in the French Open. So I'm here now with Alec Dardis again. Thanks, Alec, for taking the time to sit down with us. Let's start out, talk about the men's side, the Americans. We had nine Americans in the draw, and only one of them was able to win a match. What went wrong for us, Alec? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously tough. Tough for the Americans. I mean, if you look at history, Americans haven't historically done too well on clay or at the French Open in particular. But, you know, I tip my hat off to Taylor Fritz. He's the only guy who won his first round, and uh, he looked like he was playing well, but he lost to Bautista Agut, who's a um, great clay court player from Spain. He's been playing on clay all of his life, and I think what Americans lack is clay courts in the U.S., and there's not many of them in, in real clay courts of that. We have some like green clay courts, but they're not, not as great. But, um, yeah, Americans need to train more on clay and get better so they can start making a dent in tournaments like this. Dude, that's so true. That's such a great point. I remember back in the 18s or whatever it was, the junior circuit, um, I was going to play the whatever the clay court nationals yeah. in Florida. And I'd never played on clay before, like once. I think once on a family vacation to Dominican right. Republic I did on right, clay. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I have a tournament in clay. And <laughs> I'm like a feeble deer who's never walked on clay before. Yeah, it's incredibly difficult if you've never played it before. Very you difficult. Slide. It's a whole different game. Like With your forehands or backhands, whatever shot it may be, you have to slide into the shots now instead of getting your feet right behind the ball and... Yeah, it's a different different way to play. It's a whole different yeah. art. So that was that was a major challenge for me here in SoCal. I think the only two places we were able to find clay courts was Match Point Tennis Academy correct. in Santa Ana, and then the Racket Club of Irvine, where we're members. Uh, so they had the clay right. there. But even there, that's the white clay. It's not even the red yeah, clay. Yeah, it's so not the real clay. It's, there's there's a difference. But yeah, you really can't replicate it. So I think you're right. That might be part of why we struggle. Um, you mentioned Batista Agut. He actually took out two Americans. Yeah. Took out Fritz, and then he took out Steve Johnson in the first round. Yeah. Um, Tiafo, who we had high hopes for, he was seated, which was big for the Americans. To his defense, I guess he was sick. He said yeah. after the match he threw up twice during the match back in the locker room. So Yeah, it's tough to play well when you're throwing <laughs> up during the match. <laughs> Makes it a little challenging, huh? And then that, that fifth set, he just had nothing left. So it wasn't great for the men, but like we were talking about, now we can look forward to Wimbledon, a surface that's been a little kinder to the Americans. Correct. I mean, I think they'll have a much better chance at Wimbledon. American tennis is usually big big serves, big forehands, period. And grass favors that game style. And I think uh, they'll definitely, definitely big guys like John Isner, Sam Query, Taylor Fritz, Riley Opelka, even guys like Steve Johnson, they have the game style to do well in grass, so... Someone else who will be happy to be back on grass is Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, <laughs> correct. You skip the French Open. <laughs> Interestingly, his countryman, uh, Bernard Tomic, that was the one guy that went down to an American in this tournament, Taylor Fritz, and 
Tom kind of said the same thing that Kyrgios had been saying, that the clay just doesn't suit his game well. I thought it was funny. He's like, I think I tried. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, you should know if you tried or not. <laughs> but before we look ahead to grass season, which hopefully will treat the American men kinder, let's break down what's left in the French Open. I mean, primarily the thing that excites me is that Federer-Nadal matchup. Oh, I'm so semis, excited. Right? I'm so excited. I'm actually going to stay up all night just to watch the match. Well, I know you're a big Fed fan, so talk to me about how you're feeling going into that semifinal matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I think it's been a little bit of a while um, before they've even played each other. I think the last match they played each other on clay was 2009. Wow. And I can't recall the last time they played each other. Seems like it's been forever. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's been forever. ESPN Um, always makes a big deal out of it, so it's mm -hmm. been at least a couple years, I would imagine. Yeah, but, you know, they're two of the, arguably the best players of all time playing against each other. We have such a privilege to witness this and watch it and... I feel like all I can do is take advantage and watch every second of it, yeah. and it'll be interesting. I mean, Federer, this is Federer's first French Open in four years, um, and he made the semifinals. He hasn't been making uh, past the fourth round or quarterfinals uh, recently, so this is a pretty big tournament for him. He's obviously doing well, and you know, Rafa's so fun to watch on clay. He's so aggressive, moves incredibly well, hits such a heavy ball, but... I think Federer can cool him down with that slice and serve and volley and hopefully throw him off his game. But I'd love to see a, a Roger upset at French Open, especially that he hasn't played in four years. It would be great to see. And uh, you know maybe even Djokovic in the final. That would be a great final to watch. Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? Could you imagine it fed in this stage of his career, 37 years old, I believe it is. If he could yep. pull that off against uh, Nadal, that would be incredible. Let's pivot to the women's side real quick. Um, Serena Williams obviously had the early exit. We had four American women in the round of 16, which is impressive and obviously quite a bit better than the men yeah. did. Um, Sloane Stevens lost today, unfortunately, so we're down to just Madison Keys and Amanda Anasimova in the mm-hmm. in the draw on the women's into the semis. I think you know Amanda. You have a story with her. Why don't you share? Yeah, I remember. I don't know her personally, but I know... Uh, some someone on my team he uh his parents were involved with helping her out when she was younger and um i know she she was touted to be really good when she was 14 um and i think she's certainly proving it now at the french open isn't she oh yeah (laughs) certainly not too bad to make the semis and Semis of your first French Open, is it? I'm not sure if yeah, you've played it before. Yeah, uh, that's certainly not a bad performance. I, don't think, <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> I, I think my parents would be quite happy with that. So what did you make of that whole storyline with Serena? I think this is her earliest exit in several years from a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Insane. Um, the whole controversy, for those of you who don't know, there was that big controversy around, I guess, Dominic Team had won his match and was doing his post-game press conference, and then he got disrupted in the middle of it because Serena was wanting to allegedly wanting to kind of get the interview with over sooner because she had lost and it turned into this big whole thing federer weighed in yeah uh, like i want to hear your reaction to that yeah i mean it was fairly egregious i mean what happened was she lost her third round match dominic team won his match and he was in mid mid conference press conference she comes in demanding the bigger room that he be transferred to the smaller room and he's about to finish Obviously, there could have been something internally uh, that happened. Maybe she didn't know whether or not she was supposed to go on yet or she went on too quickly. Who knows? We don't have that knowledge. But, you know, what we do know is that she was being a little rude and hoping that she could just use her you know, number one personality and number one look to bully out team out of the press conference. I think Federer even 
commented on the incident and you know he kind of took the same uh, position as I am just saying that he didn't know much of what happened there could have been something internally but at the end of the day the guy or girl who's still in the tournament should get priority over the guy or girl who's no longer in the tournament and I think just you need to have that plan and you need to have that criteria if you're gonna you can't you can't give excuses to the top three top five just to walk in whenever they want there needs to be solidified rules yeah i think that's a really good point um i can, you kind of hear both sides of the argument and that's kind of what it boils down to people that aren't avid tennis fans and just are you know huge fans of serena and you know maybe don't watch the sport as closely just say oh how dare this dominic team guy get his feathers all ruffled by Serena coming in on his press conference well by the way team's top 10 in the world so he's not a nobody you know and he won and he's still in the tournament by the way like you said so I mean he has a right to be there as well yeah Uh, we'll talk about the doubles real quick Um, unfortunately not any better news to report for the Americans (laughs) the Bryan brothers lost in the round of 16 a few American teams lost in the first round Steve Johnson Dennis Kudla Mackie McDonald and Riley Opelka the doubles did not fare much better for us, regrettably, so we are into the quarterfinals now. Rajiv Ram, and he was the last American in the doubles. Yep. He lost today. So no Americans left in the tournament. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> about time to look it's, towards grass season, huh? Yeah, I mean, French Open's always been tough for the Americans, and I, I think that's mostly due to the fact, as we were saying earlier, that there's just not many clay courts, nor are there clay tournaments in America. And that needs to change if we want to make Americans better pro tennis players because you know a quarter of the season is on clay. And right. if you're losing all those matches or you're not performing to your potential, it's going to significantly damage your ranking and prize money and you know your particular status too. Yeah, and all, all of our American men are going to feel that right now. Yep. Um, I'm wondering, just going to now that it is grass season, we can put the clay season behind us. Anyone you look on the American side, men or women, to have a big uh, grass season? I mean, the fact that Fritz was the only one that won his match at the French Open out of the Americans, I'm certainly going to uh, you know, put good faith into him doing well at Wimbledon. And I also think he has a good game style. Obviously, he has a big serve, big forehand, and he has good volleys. That's going to prove well. And the big man, John Isner, is obviously going to do well. Um, he's had some crazy matches at Wimbledon. He actually is known for having the longest match at Wimbledon in history with Nicholas Mahout. And, um, you know, he's he's going to do well. I mean, it's tough to break a guy who's roughly 6'10 and serving bombs and coming into the net and volleying them off. I mean, it's just tough to do on grass. There's not many returners who can do that, even the best in the world. So, you know, I obviously think he'll do well. Um, but, you know, if I had to put my money on someone, I think uh, I think Fritz will, will make the biggest stat this year. I, I have uh, big confidence in him going into Wimbledon. Awesome. We'll be looking forward to watching that. And then, yeah, John Isner, you mentioned him. He's top-ranked American. Still healing from a stress fracture right now in that left foot that he had in the Miami Open. He had to withdraw from the French. So hopefully he'll be ready to play a couple tournaments on grass before the big event, the Wimbledon Tournament of the Year. Um, would love to see him make a big impact out there. Alec, thanks so much for hanging out, breaking it all down with me again today. Thank you. Love to have you on again soon. We'll I talk some more that. tennis. Thanks so much for joining us. Always love having him on and talking some tennis with Alec. He's very modest, so he won't tell you himself, but this is a guy who trained and played competitive tennis all over the world in the juniors. He was on the junior ITF circuit, had a junior world ranking, been around tennis, and is as passionate and knowledgeable a player that I know personally. So always grateful when he comes on and talks some tennis with us. I hope you guys appreciate his insights. 
So yeah, we turn our attention to grass for the men and for the women. Best of luck to those still in the clay tournament. Madison Keys, make us proud. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to follow on social media, I'm at JustTomp11 on Twitter and at Justin.Thompson111 on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have another show for you very soon. Best of luck to the women. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.